Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. All right, everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today we are coming into Judges, uh, which should be kind of interesting. Um, We are not sure who wrote Judges, but it is basically an account of Uh, what the Israelites did after they came into the land. And spoiler alert, they did not obey the Lord. And so something that can be helpful in walking through the book of Judges, um, the entire book is kind of this downward spiral. Like it's going to start pretty okay, uh, which we actually see with the people serving the Lord under Joshua. Uh, But it's just going to start to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until we get to the end of the book, which is very dark. Um, There's this cycle in there. And we get a little bit of this in uh, chapter two, that God raises up a judge because the people call out for help. And so God raises up a judge and the people serve the Lord under the judge. But as soon as the judge dies, they turn against God again. They fall into sin. God hands them over. And it's just this constant cycle. So Jenny, as we read chapters one and two, what do you want to talk about? That's interesting that you said just a second ago, how... They start out relatively well, which I thought the opposite. Oh. Because I started reading this and was disappointed with how many tribe after tribe after tribe after tribe after tribe allowed people to stay. They didn't do what they said. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, because I was was on that same wavelength of, well, they're maybe in like a really good place right now. They're like at least kind of there. But then as you read it, it's actually really disappointing. Like, oh, wait, you didn't do it, and you didn't do what they said to do, and you didn't do what was said to do. So that was disappointing, Um, which just makes sense then as to why they need a judge, why they need someone to tell them, hey, you're stupid. (laughs) I, I guess just for an example, like, we start out with this announcement that they did not do what the Lord told them to do by driving the people out. But by the time we get to the end of judges, we're going to see them almost wipe out completely the tribe of Benjamin, um, because they're like going to war against Mm -hmm. Benjamin. They actually have to figure out how to provide wives for the tribe so that what's left doesn't disappear. And so there, there's just like this, we're going to see it. It's going to be pretty awful. Um, And then actually, right after we finish up Judges, we'll go into Ruth, which occurs within the context of Judges, which we'll talk about when we talk about Ruth, probably. What else do you see in here? So in chapter two, it talks about the angel of the Lord that appeared to them, or I guess went up to Gilgal. Where is Gilgal? What's significant about that? I feel like we'd read about that before. Anyway, he appears. And reminds them of all of the things that he is, that the Lord has done for them, all of the things that were promised that he would, that God would do for them, uh, that he was not willing to break the covenant with these people as long as they (laughs) didn't set up altars and worship other gods. But what's crazy is that he like he gets really like sassy all of a sudden. He's just like, but what is this that you've done? I will not drive them out before you, meaning their enemies, and they shall be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a snare to you. Um, 
so it's just like, it's so crazy because those are the kinds of things that end up happening to them over and over and over again. In this instance, it says, um, they called on the, they called on the name of the place or they called the name of the place. What is that? Bakim. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but right afterwards they sacrificed there to the Lord. Cause they're like, Oh shoot. <laughs> we better, we better uh-huh. make this right. But again, it just continues and continues and continues. And it did say somewhere in here too about, um, yeah, he took their their plunders or gave them... Oh, wait, where does it say? Sorry, I'm messing up now. Yeah, the anger of the Lord kindled against them. And he gave them over to plunderers who plundered them. He sold them into the hand of surrounding enemies so they could no longer withstand their enemies. So all of a sudden they're experiencing loss. And like that's unique to them because any other time... The Lord was there fighting with them for them. And now he's like, nope, I'm going to let you fall into the hands of your enemies because you decided that their gods are better anyway. So that's crazy because I bet that's just like a very, that's a very new thing for them because they're not used to that because the Lord is always on their side. And now all of a sudden he is not. This is literally the fulfillment of those blessings and curses passages that we've Mm. read so many times. Yeah, leading that up to this point section like there's there's a couple sections where it's like if you follow me i will be with you and i will fight for you and if you do not follow me i will fight against you and so that's what's happening here god's taking his hand off of them and they're just exposed to what the world was like and they're not enjoying this supernatural protection and god is empowering the enemies of the israelites to come against them um so really like Israel is God's chosen people, but God desires to have people that serve him. And so he allows people to fight against Israel. Um, I was just going to say, what's interesting, though, is it's it's talking about, like, what's to come with the judges. Um, it kind of gives you, like, a, yeah. a preview of what's going to happen. Yeah. But um, in the end of chapter 2, it's talking about, like, the Lord's going to raise up a judge for them. While the judge is with them, they will find success. But when he dies, he or she dies off, then they're going to go right back to what they were doing. But what's interesting is in verse, what is this, 18, the end of verse 18, it says, For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. So God is both just and gracious in that and that he's willing to give them over for their disobedience. But you don't often hear about or think about the gracious side of God in this Old Testament stuff. Um, But it is cool to hear that he actually, like, he he did have pity on them and was willing to to be gracious, and he didn't have to at all. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. So for me, um, I think a really interesting your part for today um, I really am intrigued by Judges 2.10. I've taught on Judges 2.10 a bunch of times. And Judges 2.10 says, And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the mm-hmm. Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. Um, basically, like, the faithful generation died off. The mm-hmm. people that took the land under Joshua, and we know they have some faults, um, so they're not they're not completely sound, but those people died off completely, and their kids didn't know or care about God or what he had done for Israel, uh, which is shocking. And I mean, that's why it sets up the book of Judges, because the book of Judges is shocking. 
Um, but these people saw incredible things. Like they saw the Jordan River fly up into the air. They saw the walls of Jericho fall down. Um, they saw God miraculously provide for them over and over and over and over. And yet they didn't raise faithful kids um, because it seems like they didn't tell their kids enough about what God had done. You know, it's interesting though. I immediately think back to a similar situation when we go from Genesis to Exodus, where it explicitly talks about how people didn't remember Joseph and they didn't yeah. remember yeah, Pharaoh, what a Pharaoh the Lord came had up. done yeah, good. through Joseph. So it's interesting that I would say that audience was like talking about the Egyptians not remembering, mm-hmm. which caused them to put all of the 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 Jews or the Israelites, whatever, into exile. So it just is an interesting correlation. Like that's not yeah. unique to them as generations fall or go away. If there's no respect for the past, then how is that going to continue or, yeah. or move forward? So the takeaway is don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be uh, faithful to God by telling the people around you, um, maybe the, the people in your family, maybe your kids, um, maybe your grandkids, what God has done for you and how mm. you know that he is real and how he has been faithful and just to you. Um, so just firm up practices of telling the people around you of what God has mm-hmm. done, big things and little things. Well, it's interesting. We actually did that just the other night. We were just sitting around the table, the dinner table with our own kids who are five, seven, and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and stories that I kind of just, I guess, take advantage of, of my own personal testimony and what the Lord said in my life. I feel like, I assume they know those things, but I actually told them the story of like a significant part of my childhood of just being really sick and in the hospital and definitely not supposed to make it out of the hospital when I was a young child. But my kids were just like, Oh my goodness, like God made you better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's kind of crazy because what I assumed they just kind of knew or would know already they had no idea because I never told them so that is a good a good takeaway yeah to try to fit into wherever because that encouragement from your story could make a world of a difference in someone else's too if you don't intend and purposely make space for it it won't happen Mm -hmm. so tell your stories to honor God that is actually worship like Mm -hmm. it's your testimony is worshiping the Lord through the stories of what he's done in your life. So we encourage you to do that. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more judges. Don't, don't, don't. See you then. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's plan, your part. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. So if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now here's the reading for today. Judges chapter one. After the death of Joshua, the people of Israel inquired of the Lord. Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites and to fight against them? The Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have given the land into his hand. And Judah said to Simeon, his brother, come up with me into the territory allotted to me that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I likewise will go into the territory allotted to you. So Simeon went with him. 
Then Judah went up, and the Lord gave the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand and defeated ten thousand of them at Bezek. They found Adonai Bezek at Bezek and fought against him and defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Adonai Bezek fled, but they pursued him and caught him and cut off his thumbs and big toes. And Adonai Bezek said, Seventy kings with their thumbs and their big toes cut off used to pick up scraps under my table. As I have done, so God has repaid me. And they brought him to Jerusalem, and he died there. And the men of Judah fought against Jerusalem and captured it and struck it with the edge of the sword and set the city on fire. And afterward, the men of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites who lived in the hill country in the Negev and in the lowland. And Judah went against the Canaanites who lived in Hebron. Now in the name of Hebron was formerly Kiriath Arba. And they defeated Sheshai and Ammon and Talmai. From there they went against the inhabitants of Debir. The name of Debir was formerly Kiriath Sefer. And Caleb said, "Who uh, He who attacks Kiriath Sefer and captures it, I will give him Akish, my daughter, for a wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, captured it. And he gave him Akash, his daughter, for a wife. When she came to him, she urged him to ask her father for a field. And she dismounted from her donkey, and Caleb said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Give me a blessing. Since you have set me in the land of the Negev, give me also the springs of water. And Caleb gave the upper springs and lower springs. And the descendants of the Kenite, Moses' father-in-law, went up with the people of Judah from the city of the Palms into the wilderness of Judah, which lies in the Geb near Arad. And they went and settled with the people. And Judah went with Simeon his brother, and they defeated the Canaanites who inhabited Zepheth and devoted it to destruction. So the name of the city was Hormah. Judah also captured uh, Gaza with its territory, and Ashkelon with its territory, and Ekron with its territory. And the Lord was with Judah, and he took possession of the hill country. But he could not drive out the inhabitants of the plain, because they had chariots of iron. And Hebron was given to Caleb, as Moses had said. And he drove out from it the three sons of Anak. But the people of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. So the Jebusites have lived with the people of Benjamin in Jerusalem to this day. The house of Joseph also went up against Bethel, and the Lord was with them. And the house of Joseph scouted out Bethel. Now the name of the city was formerly Luz. And the spies saw a man coming out of the city, and they said to him, Please show us any way into the city, and we will deal kindly with you. And he showed them the way into the city, and they struck the city with the edge of the sword, but they let the man and his family go. And the man went to the land of the Hittites and built a city and called its name Luz. That is its name to this day. Manasseh did not drive out the inhabitants of bet and its villages, or Tanakh and its villages, or the inhabitants of Dor and its villages, or the inhabitants of Iblim and its villages, or the inhabitants of Megiddo and its villages, for the Canaanites persisted in dwelling in that land. When Israel grew strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor, but did not drive them out completely. And Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer, so the Canaanites lived in Gezer among them. Zebulun did not drive out the inhabitants of Kitron and the inhabitants of Neholol, and the Canaanites living among them, but became subjects to forced labor. Asher did not drive out the inhabitants of Akko, or the inhabitants of Sidon, or Alab, or Azkib, or Helab, or Aphek, or Rehob. So the Asherites lived among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, for they did not drive them out. Naphtali did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh, or the inhabitants of Beth Anath. So they lived among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land. Nevertheless, the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh and Beth Anath became subject of forced labor for them. The Amorites pressed the people of Dan back into the hill country, for they did not allow them to come down to the plain. 
The Amorites persisted in dwelling in Mount Haris in Ajalon and in Shalabim, but the hand of the house of Joseph rested heavily on them, and they became subject to forced labor. And the border of the Amorites ran up from the ascent of Akabim and Selah and upward. Now the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bokim, and he said, I brought you from Egypt and brought you into the land that I swore to give your fathers. I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall break down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. What is this you have done? So now I say, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall become thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be a snare to you. As soon as the angel of the Lord spoke these words to the people of Israel, the people lifted up their voices and wept, and they called the name of that place Bokim, and they sacrificed there to the Lord. When Joshua dismissed the people, the people of Israel went each to his inheritance to take possession of the land, and the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work that the Lord had done for Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of a hundred and ten years. And they buried him within the boundaries of an inheritance in timnath Haris, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gosh. And all the generation were gathered to their fathers, and they arose, and, and there arose another generation of them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed down to them. And they provoked the Lord to anger. They abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtoreth. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he gave them over to plunderers who plundered them. And he sold them into the hand of their surrounding enemies, so that they could no longer withstand their enemies. Whenever they marched out, the hand of the Lord was against them for harm, as the Lord had warned, and as the Lord had sworn to them, and they were in terrible distress. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. They soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked, who had obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and they did not do so. Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge, and he saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. But whenever the judge died, they turned back to the way they were corrupt and their fathers, going after other gods, serving them and bowing down to them. They did not drop any of their practices or their stubborn ways. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he said, Because this people have transgressed my covenant that I commanded their fathers and have not obeyed my voice, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations that Joshua left when he died, in order to test Israel by them, whether they will take care and walk in the way of the Lord as their fathers did or not. So the Lord left those nations, not driving them out quickly, and he did not give them into the hands of Joshua. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.